So you are the very first guest. What should we name this? It's like a video podcast where we tell stories. Welcome to Socks Shooter, Socksy Minutes, <laughs> Yakety Socks, Fort Socks. It's gold. <laughs> this is Long Socks. I think we got it. Are you excited? Yeah, I like our backdrop here. Uh, what's, little grass wall. Yeah, is it actually grass? You were feeling it earlier. Mm -hmm. Is it actually grass? You have to rub the furry wall. That's the new slogan for our show, which we'll have a name by the time we're done with it. Uh, what movie am I referencing? Get into the Greek. Yeah. What is it? Get into the Greek. Is that a movie? Yeah, it's got uh, Jonah Hill. Um, what's his name? The long black hair musician. Jack Black? Russell Brand. Russell Brand. No, not Jack Black. Uh, it's like a Judd Apatow movie, I think. How have I missed that? I don't know. I like that series. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Huh. So, my first question. Yeah, let's get back on topic. That was, I mean, <laughs> any topic is on topic, yeah. which could be a name for the program. Uh, I want to know what young Lucas Giolito was like. Hmm. Where are we starting? Wherever you want to start. Before uh, we knew you. <laughs> I I mean, I grew up in uh, Southern California from like five, six years old on. Uh, outside a lot, going to the beach, skateboarding, um, razor scootering, playing with my buddies, running around the neighborhood. And at the same time, I had this entire like nerd geek side to me. Uh, because my dad worked at Electronic Arts. And um, so I, I would always want to go to work with my dad, hang out with like video game designers, play video games. Um, it was like a big part of my childhood as well. So you were a skater boy? Mm, no, I was, I, even when I was young, I was, I was tall and lanky. So skateboarding, those types of sports are usually more suited for stable smaller people yeah. um, you know it would get me from point A to point B I could like do a few things like kickflip and stuff like that but I never got like into that um, it was more team sports that I enjoyed playing what sports? <clears throat> baseball right you used the plural so I figured I'd mine a little bit uh, a little basketball uh, I tried water polo out uh, how'd that go? yeah it was alright I don't like having to. I don't like having to tread water for like a long time. That's hard, right? Yeah, and like in water polo, it is. It's pretty brutal, like the stuff that's going on under the water um, when you're playing, and it's just. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm not much of a contact sport guy, considering what I do. I'm like by myself on an island, so. Um, yeah, that didn't really work out for me. Uh, basketball. I was just like a foot taller than everybody else when I played, so they would just feed me in the post and I would block shots, and uh, that was pretty much that. Did you scream when you blocked shots? No, no, no. You weren't that guy? No, no, not not in like the boys and girls club, eight and a half foot rim league. <laughs> I was, I was hard, I was, I was okay. Uh, I think I won defensive player of the year in my league, but um, I couldn't really dribble. I didn't really know how to run plays well, um, so 
that was kind of like a one-trick pony there. Um, played a little golf growing up. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm going to leave to the imagination the what happens underwater in water polo. Or uh, do we want to know? I mean, just body parts being grabbed, pulled, hit. Yeah. That'll happen. Yeah, things like that. So the other side, you split yourself into two sides. Uh, the geek side. Mm -hmm. What was the first game you ever got obsessed with? Mm. First game I ever got obsessed with? Um, thinking probably a Nintendo 64 game, probably Super Smash Brothers. Uh, all my cousins played it, my older cousins. Um, and, you know, I want to play with them, uh, try and get better. But I was the youngest, so um, I would just get crushed all the time. Um, you do have a history of getting crushed in Smash Brothers. Ah. Uh, yeah, we didn't have to bring that up, but... We never aired it to keep you safe. Yeah, couldn't get the rights, or... <laughs> no, I just didn't want you to cry. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get a rematch uh, at some point. But, yeah, that was, like, the first one. And then... Um, yeah, Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda, Green of Time. Pretty much, like, the main titles on Nintendo 64, like, kind of what got me into gaming and then uh all the ea games i you know i just bring those home from my dad's office um the sports ones i really liked the um really really liked the like ea big that the it's like a part of the company that that made all the like action sports games and like the street games like nba street nfl street i was super into those super into like ssx uh, snowboarding, um, snowboarding. I did that too in real life, not hmm. just video games. Um, so, so why baseball? Like you, you have all of these interests. Why, why baseball? Um, my parents were both baseball fans. Um, had me watching baseball ever since I was a, a tiny little baby, hmm. and then, yeah, I mean, I just got into t-ball. Uh, from the beginning, really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, went into Little League, and I was pretty good. I was, uh, I mean, for a Little League player, I was a good hitter. I hit, like, a bunch of home runs and stuff like that. Uh, as far as pitching, I would get up there, and I threw super hard, but I had no idea where it was going. I remember one time, I think I hit a kid. He had to go to the hospital, broke a catcher's hand, like through his glove one time because like he caught it like right on the heel um yeah that was that was kind of a disaster but uh had a lot of fun with it kind of moved on from little league into like travel ball and all that kind of stuff when i was around old 12 and uh, just went from there got better and better i think fans just imagine that you come pre-installed with the pitches that you throw mm -mm. because that's what they see. How, how did you develop your pitches? Yeah, uh, pretty interesting. And coming up, uh, when I started to like garner attention in high school, I was fastball, curveball. That's it. So I would just throw a four-seam fastball pretty much down the middle, um, you know, maybe shade to thirds every once in a while. 
but it was all about just throwing hard and throwing strikes, getting ahead. And then I would just snap off curveballs, throw those as hard as I could. And when you're in high school, um, it, it, it would seem like if I threw my curveball like anywhere around the zone, they would swing at it. So it, <clears throat> you know, if I was throwing strikes in my heater, getting ahead of guys, it was going to be a good day because I would just throw my curveball as hard as I could. Uh, you get into pro ball, it's a lot different. Um, guys don't swing at a 48-foot curveball all the time. Um, in the low minors, you can get some of them, but but you know you have to you have to start developing pitches, figuring things out. Um, my changeup came after Tommy John, so I had a, I like knew how to throw a changeup in high school, but I threw it too hard. It didn't have enough speed difference off my heater and it didn't do anything. It was basically like throwing a, a BP fastball. I remember one game, I think I lost a no-hitter because I threw a changeup my senior year. Um, yeah, I was like through six innings, no hit, and I wanted to throw a changeup to like show the scouts that I had one. And guy, guy hit, uh, hit a little base hit off me. Um, Don't play to the scouts, get your no-hitter. Yeah, well, that's the thing, that's... That's kind of the thing uh, when you're playing in high school like that. Uh, your senior year, when you have scouts coming out and you have like a thousand radar guns back there, you're just trying to light it up. But uh, that's a sinister smile you have. By yeah, the way. that was fun though. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, back to back to the topic. Uh, what was I saying? Change up. Change up. So I had Tommy John surgery, like right when I got drafted, basically. Came back, and uh, I guess, like, going through the process of the throwing program for Tommy John, where, you know, you start off basically lobbing the ball, just, like, trying to have the correct arm action and repeating, and you, like, slowly build back out. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a process. It's actually a longer process now than it used to be. Like, I came back from Tommy John in, like, 10 11 months hmm. and now they have guys out for like a year and a half or so 18 yeah yeah 18 months so uh came for back. those who didn't know what a year and a half was that was my end <laughs> to the whole thing yeah so <laughs> uh throughout that process i i just started mixing and change up grips when i was throwing and i just got the feel for it it was kind of like the tommy john rehab throwing program just added to my feel for pitching feel for the baseball in the hand and so I developed the change up off of that and my first full season back in, in low A balls when I really started to throw it a lot get comfortable throwing it behind in the count get comfortable throwing it uh, to put guys away which I'd never done before I was always a fastball curveball guy and then so I had that pitch uh, over the next few years, or you know, it would kind of go in waves of when it would feel good, when it wouldn't. Um, and then over time, my curveball started to at times be a little too loopy. I would lose command of it. And I'm like, hey, I want to develop a slider. I think that would work really well off of my fastball changeup combination I have. So that was like 2017. I started working on a slider, 
kind of just take my curveball grip, move it back a little bit, not change too much, just throw it like a fastball, get on the side of it a little bit. And that started to develop and get better and better and better to now I'm able to get on top of it, make it vertical um, or, or, you know, get a little bit on the side of it and, and make it stay more cuttery if I need to. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Like the development of my whole arsenal of pitches, I guess you could say. What would you add if you were able to add or wanted to add a fifth pitch? Mm, I'd say like a, I'd say like a 70 mile an hour slow boy. 68 yeah. mile an hour slow boy. El Duque sorta. Yeah, yeah. just like a big flip curveball. Uh, that you can just flip in there to get them real off balance because all my pitches have like different speeds, which is good. You know, I have my heater at the top, and then my slider can be like mid 80s. Uh, on good days, it'll be up to like 88, and then uh, my changeup is now down in the low 80s, 82, 83, uh, and then my curveball's below that. Um, and then to get even slower would be pretty cool. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm in a pretty good place to my pitches. I don't feel like I need to add anything, make it more complicated, complicated than it needs to be, but you know, I'm always messing around. What would you compare the feeling of striking somebody else out to? Uh, just the feeling of striking someone out, um, It's like hard work paying off. Um, you're you're executing, doing exactly what you're trying to do. I mean, sometimes you get a strikeout on a hanging pitch. Sometimes you get a strikeout on a complete mistake. Um, those actually don't feel that great, but the result's good, so you just roll with it. Um, but when you like sequence perfectly, you know, three pitch strikeout and like you dot every single pitch, it's like this feeling of like, hell yeah. Like I, that was, that was exactly what I wanted to do. And I just made it happen. It's like going from like your brain to real life, just right in front of you. Yeah. There's a little VR in that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Or at least I think so. You don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Virtual reality. So we'll move, yeah, like you're doing it in your mind, and then it's just coming out in the real world. Yeah, I mean, that's that's visualization. Um, I guess you have that, you can simulate that with virtual reality now. You don't have to make me feel good. We can just move on. No, I, I think it's interesting. What's your guilty <laughs> entertainment pleasure? <laughs> guilty entertainment pleasure. Hmm... Mm. I mean, video games is like the easiest one to go to because they don't, uh, they're not. Yeah, but like a show that people would be like, dude, Geo. Oh. You can't be watching that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just can't. Yeah, you throw a show out there. The like reality TV shows, Bachelor, Vanderpump Rules. Um, I don't know if I ever watched any like real housewives or anything like that but oh jersey shore when i was younger yeah i watched jersey shore i mean it's so bad but it's like 
I don't know. I it's like you can't take your eyes off of it. It's like such a train wreck, and you have to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fun. I do. I watch Survivor, so yeah, I still do. Uh, I know you were close with your grandfather. Mm-hmm. What did he mean to you? Honestly, I wish I was closer with him. I mean, he 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 lived in in Vermont. Um, I was living in California. Got to visit. Uh, I wish I, I really wish I could have seen him one more time. Um, but I mean, great man, uh, had a, a completely fulfilling life, super interesting life, you know, from when he was 17, 18, um, going to world war two Navy. He was at D day on a destroyer escort right off the shore. Um, you know, shooting at planes and, and all that kind of stuff. It, it you know, thinking back to when I was 18 years old, I was, you know, messing around. Skating around Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah. I, I was long off the skateboard by that time. Yeah. But just, uh, it, it's, it's interesting to think about. And then he segues that, comes back, goes to college, goes into performing arts, then has this amazing career as an actor, writer, um, you know, doing one-man shows on Seinfeld, uh, just a super, super interesting life. And I wish that I could have been able to sit down with him and, and talk about it with him more, not when I was like 12, 13, but more now. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, things went the way they went. Um, but at the end of the day, he had an amazing life and just, um, yeah, inspirational, super cool. What do you collect? Mm, I'm not much of a collector. I'm not. I, I'm not much of a collector. I. I guess I'd like to say, I like to collect experiences, fun times, uh, conversations. Um, if I had to collect something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Jason. I don't think I. I don't think I really collect much of anything. Hmm. It's just never really, never really sparked my interest. That's fair. Yeah, we're okay with that. Okay. Uh, so, what was? Before we get there, who's the coolest contact in your phone? Hmm. <laughs> Coolest contact in my phone, Samuel L. Jackson. I have his number in there. I think my dad gave it to me just for fun, but I would never ever call it or like send a text out or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's that's it. No comparison. Samuel L. So, yeah. Honestly, last year, you wake up and some days you're last in the league in ERA. Mm hmm. What's that like for a person? Like, what, what was it like for you? <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Um, you know, I'm I'm generally a pretty loose guy. Yeah. Uh, I like to joke around a lot. That's my personality. Always having fun. It's hard to do that at times when you're just consistently failing a lot and not not doing well. Um, I'm happy that I was able to get the opportunity to kind of work through it and and be able to stay up here and 
and learn from all those failures, learn from, you know, when I would finally make an adjustment, uh, be able to, to hit a nice little groove. I kind of did in like August ish last year, but yeah, I mean, it's not fun. Uh, the, the good thing was that I was able to learn from it a lot and then use it as, as motivation to never allow that to happen again, be able to say, okay, that happened. We're going to move on from that because I'm way better than that. And, um, use that experience as fuel to, to drive me to, to work harder and make the adjustments I I need to make. It's not like, oh, you know, that could have been better, but I'm just going to stay on, on what I'm doing. I'm going to stay on, on the same path going the off season. You know, my routine's good. Like, no, my routine was, was terrible. That's not, that's not, it didn't lead to anything that, that, uh, brought success. So why would I continue to do that? Uh, went back, completely reworked everything and, um, just kind of, I wouldn't say started from scratch, but just brought in a bunch of new ideas and, and things that I knew would help me out. It's gotta be tough to do that to reinvent literally everything. Not if you have the right mindset about it. Um, Which is what? Just, ah, it's hard. I, if you look at what happened last year, it's like, okay, I don't want that to happen again. So it makes it really easy to make that decision of why continue to do the same stuff that doesn't work when you can just make the choice to go and say, Hey, why don't I try this, this, and this? Because these things will actually help me out and will lead to being able to do what I need to do. For people who've never pitched, and for you specifically, uh, what's in your mind as you're going out to the mound to start a game? Um, on the best days, not a lot loose, relaxed, confident, um, already feel good, had a nice little pregame pen, uh, in a good headspace, just going out there and, and, uh, playing baseball, pitching. That's it. That's, that's what, that's what's on your mind when it's going good. And on the worst days? Thinking about, uh, thinking about pitches you were throwing in the bullpen, thinking about something being off, thinking about, you know, you, you kind of get the gist, gist right there, thinking about things that have no effect on what you're trying to do and accomplish. That's a, that would be a, a bad mindset to have going in. Two questions before we let you go. Uh, one is what's after baseball for you whenever that happens? Hmm. I, you know, I, I think about that every once in a while. Um, I'm not college educated. You know, I signed out of high school, so that kind of limits some things. Uh, maybe, um, you know, if I'm in a good place with, with everything in my life, go into, go into school, maybe kind of find something that would be interesting to me to learn about and, and master, uh, other than what I'm doing right now. Um, maybe... You know, if I'm still loving the game and I want to be in the game, um, 
I don't know about coaching. That would be probably a decision I'd have to make later on, but maybe broadcasting or, or talking about baseball in some way. Uh, <laughs> why do you smile at that? You don't think it would work out very well? No, I, I think you could do it right now. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I feel like there's certain things to work on, but uh, I feel like that could be a, a, a path to go to. But, you know, I would still have to have, I'd probably have to have an increased love for the game because I can't even play it anymore. Now I'm just watching it. Um, but yeah, I mean, keeping the options open, you know, what my dad did, I've you know, always had an uh, interest in, in electronic media, video games, things like that. I could try and find a way, maybe on the production side, ideas, things like that. So, you know, just keep, keep it open. The last question is, what's Samuel L. Jackson's phone number? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> our last question is, what should we name this? Uh, You're the first one. You get one chance on camera to name this thing. What are you going to call it? It's like a video podcast where we tell stories. Mm, uh, just... Just something. Just joking with Jason. No, that's not funny. Oh. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Lucas Giolito. Uh, yeah, definitely don't give me that job when my baseball career is done. Like, thinking of Naming titles. random segments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Very what? specific, uh, yet lucrative position. Yeah, uh, podcast creative director is not yeah. in the in the works for me. Uh, I don't. I don't have a name for you yet. I'm gonna have to think about it. Okay, you think about that, but not as you're going out to the mound because that would probably no, not. Definitely not. Actually, I don't know. It's like so random and has nothing to do with baseball. It might be like the perfect thing to be thinking about when you're running out to the mound. So what's the what is the perfect thing to be thinking about if you're gonna be thinking about something? Uh, if you're Pikachu gonna be thinking about something, Kirby. What Pikachu versus Kirby? <laughs> Um, the perfect thing to be thinking about when you're running out to the mound, I mean, that you're just going to completely dominate. That's pretty much it. Like, you're, you convince yourself that it's over. It's, it's like I, I focus on each pitch, it's done. The game's over. Just give me a couple runs. I don't know if I can say this. We may have to edit it out, but that's pretty badass. No, I mean, you. those are the type of mentality that you need to have at this level you're competing against the best in the world but you are one of the best in the world and you have to know that so yeah it's uh it's it's fun it's it's fun when you get to start to think like that because all the other stuff is no longer an issue not thinking about you know the stuff i was thinking about last year so that's yeah, good thanks for the chat yeah absolutely appreciate it lucas yeah. giolito ladies and gentlemen mm -hmm. cool he agrees it is him that is me Thanks, Jason.